Welcome to Late Night with Stan Podcast. We're on the coach down to Arsenal. Um, I wasn't going to record this um, until we got down to a pub, but uh, we've just been having a chinwag about a couple of things, and I thought I'd better do it before we end up getting mashed. But what the lads have just been chatting about, and it's uh, quite, um, it's been quite topical in the media and all that kind of stuff, is the cost of going away grounds, and we're all looking at our tickets, sort of saying sixty-two quid and all that kind of all that kind of stuff which is obviously a colossal amount of money so we're going to have a chinwag about that and then we'll get on to stalking about the game and uh, usual things that we do so uh, Woody yeah yep. away. 64 quid <laughs> um, I think no win today hang on wait hang on wait, hang on hang on you missed the point here I was asking you about ticket prices <laughs> in general though, yeah. sorry that, um, it's ridiculous isn't it but <laughs> it's ridiculous price but we, we all we all pay it because we follow United, so. So you happy with sixty-four quid or not? Not at all, no. It shouldn't be shouldn't be that much money to follow it to to do a hobby, follow the club you love. It shouldn't be that much. It's a buyer's market, isn't it? You know, people are going to pay it, and you know, if you look at the ballot results, it was like I don't know, ten thousand people applied. I mean, it it stinks of idiocy, doesn't it? You know, with all the all the money that the clubs make and and, and stuff like that. But you, are you going to change it? How are you going to change it? I don't know. Question is, how are you going to change it? Are you going to change it? I I think it could be easily changed. Me, I think uh, if, if they set up rules, I think the twenty plenty things um, got the right idea, and I do think uh, I think if maximum thirty quid for an away, and as we were just discussing before, I think if every club had to sell one stand behind the goal to away fans, I think that would naturally bring it down, and clubs would have to find. Uh, Clubs have to find clever ways of, of selling the tickets, and I do think it'd improve atmospheres. I think it'd improve away days for, for clubs like ourselves that don't get anywhere near the allocation we do. And uh, £64 is just, it's about a tenner less than it costs to fly to Eindhoven or something. It's a scandal, and uh, while they keep it as exclusive as it does, it won't change. Jay, I've seen you this week sat on Oxford Road begging with your little dog and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> obviously to spend all your money on being out of coming to Arsenal away. Obviously, it's a big commitment from you. Yeah, of course it is, but I can't see how we're going to change it because lads like us who go every game, if we don't have the tickets, somebody else will and they'll pay more money than we will. But obviously, 60, £64, £62, it's a ridiculous amount of money on a Sunday to come to a game when we've all got work tomorrow, but at the end of the day what can we do you pay it because you love your team don't you so Mark obviously the 20, 20's plenty campaign's been getting a lot of airtime this week and what are your thoughts on that well 20's a, a nice number but they'll never, they'll never stick to it if they, do, if they bring it in you know you, you, you think an average ticket price something like 30-35 quid equates to a discount to us but it's an increase to some of the category D teams or whatever that end up going to Arsenal they're going to end up paying more money to get in and then you know, it, it works in our favour perhaps, but it's not always going to work in, in Hull's favour or Sunderland's favour, you know, when, when their prices end up going up. And that's why I think I don't think they'll ever manage to do it as an average price. But if the if away tickets were down at twenty, that's that's sorted, isn't it? Everyone pays the same no matter where they go. There's no arguments, is there? It's a difference between affordability and accessibility. The reason that some of these tickets are sixty odd quid is because there's only three thousand of them. If there was six, seven, eight thousand of them, wouldn't they be more affordable? Maybe, maybe they would come down. Um, it's scandalous, like you say, uh, but I'll still pay it because we love it. But 
it needs to come down. Uh, Sid, you've um, you've got a newborn, haven't you? I did have, but not allowed Dave him after coming here today. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you've literally spent the housekeeping money on coming to United away at Arsenal, yeah? So, obviously, you've got quite a strong view on uh, ticket prices. I have, yeah, but if you know anyone who wants to buy a kidney, if you can give him a number, no, it's ridiculous, the prices. Glad just, no one's going to want your kidneys. <laughs> That's it, can have it for a fiver, but it's daft, but if there's dickheads like us still willing to pay it, then they're going to charge it. What happens then? The thing is, is... Um, two things United don't get enough away tickets and because United don't get enough away tickets then people are going to be prepared to pay more than the, than they should do so that's one thing the other thing is ultimately unfortunately is that um, the average age of the support at United at the minute is well, Drew said here before that the average age at United ends about 40, 45 and you know that's kind of we're getting priced out of it but uh, I just think away ends A need more tickets I think B they need to be at better prices and the other thing is is we need to be honest you know the Football Supports Federation to not be voting for Arsenal to be the away day of the year like they were the other year so anyway a uh, couple of things about uh, I just want to ask um, uh, I know before we get on to United um, and United at Arsenal and stuff uh, Chelsea yesterday didn't go very very well for them yesterday and uh, Jose Mourinho who was touted you know as a United manager or future United manager largely by me and a load of other people um, it was weird to see him yesterday in uh, you know talking about losing his job and being fourth fifth from bottom and all that kind of stuff uh, Drew Mourinho mental case absolute mong dodged the bullet not getting him here but seen it all before with him he's just going through the motions same as he was last time he pissed off so gone by Christmas and left absolute devastation behind him like everywhere he goes and it's the first thing Bobby Charlton's ever got right in his entire United career <laughs> I'll leave you with that thought Mourinho he'll see how good a manager he is between now and Christmas but I can't see him change it he signed Falcao didn't he and we all know he's a bag of shit so he's gone I quite like Mourinho, but yeah, I must admit he's uh, he can't handle defeat. He's great when everything's going well, but subbing players who he brought on 20 minutes before and, and stuff like that, it's, uh, he's too much of an attention seeker, I think. It was always going to happen to Jose this time round with Chelsea, because um, the, the way his, his management style is, the way he, he picks his friends and he gets people on board. Coming back to Chelsea, he's picked the same friends as he had last time, and they're all, you know, past it, and they're not the influence they were. It was always likely to end in disaster for him, wasn't it? I'll start off by saying his daughter's fit. Um, <laughs> so is his club doctor. <laughs> Ex-club doctor, now. Uh, I'm in, in agreement with Drew. I think we're dodging a major bullet. Would you just hang on, just one minute, just for editing purposes? Do we? How old is she? His daughter. Uh, over 18. Oh, She's fine, uh, 19, no, 19 years old. You're fine with it. It's okay. Safe. Bit too old for you, though, mate. He's safe. I just, the thing about Mourinho is, right, I, I wanted to stand on TV and accept responsibility and say, yeah, I fucked up. I did I did wrong kind of thing. And Because he never accepts it. He's always looking for a way out and, and finding another excuse to, to not blame him kind of thing. And he, I tell you what, Drew's right. We did dodge a bullet kind of thing, but at the time I'd have took him, and I'm glad we didn't. There you go. No way has Drew Howard been right three times in his entire life, let alone on one coach trip. I um, 
it, it was weird to watch actually because I thought obviously it was a shocking result but do you know what you think about the way Moyes was when it was all going apart and how you know he, he was sort of being uh, limp-wristed talking like you know he was like a shrinking violet at least when he you know, came out and said you know I'm going to fight this I'm going to do this that and the other and all that I, I thought apart from his rants about the FAD which were ridiculous I actually thought he, uh, he did a decent job there of, of, of standing up and and being a boss, which is what what you should do. Um, it's all very similar to the time he actually left in 2008. No, was it 2008? It's all very similar circumstances. He did the exact same thing. Then did he drew it home to Rosenberg or something like that? And he walked a week before he come to Old Trafford. It was great. It was great. The night he walked, if you remember, we were in Lisbon, um, and we uh, we were all on the dockers in this bar, and uh, everyone was hammered and and under the influence of various other things, and. Um, it came on. They had Sky News on Sky Sports News on, and it broke that he'd uh, that he'd walked out, and uh, everyone was absolutely bouncing. But the reason people were bouncing is because they knew what a great manager he was, and, and blah blah blah. So I think uh, Jay's point there about this is where we'll actually see what he's made of, because it's his first proper crisis, isn't it? Really. So maybe we will see what he's made of. But anyway, uh, right. United v Arsenal today. Um, who is it a bigger game for? Is it a bigger game for Louis Van Gaal, or is it a bigger game for? Uh, what's the other fella? Uh, Arsene Wenger. Wenger, definitely. I'd say. Van Aal's safe for a few years, even though he is bobbins. <laughs> but Wenger's got to start delivering. Even he's, even his head's on the line now. But to be honest, it's a game that's always been an inconvenience rather than a rivalry. They just get got in the way in the 90s by winning stuff every now and then. So don't actually consider them as a big game as in rivalry on a football point of view Sky makes it a big game but from my point of view it's, it's just another game really I don't think it's a big game for either of them I think Van Gaal's safe whatever he does he says the team's in transitions bedding in new players as for Wenger he could lose the next 20 games and Arsenal still won't get rid of him so I just think uh, it's just another game to both of them but obviously not to the supporters I actually think it's massive for Wenger this time because uh, for years he's got away with getting through the group stages and that's always given him his pass out till March but or February. This time uh, they've lost the first two games. They've got Bayern up next, uh, double header. They don't win both, uh, both of those. They're probably going to go out. I actually think uh, the tide might be turning against him. I think Van Aal will be fine for the next 18 months, which will lead him to retirement. And I think uh, Wenger might be two or three defeats away from, from the sack. Uh, I think it's a bigger game for Wenger than it is for Van Gaal, but I think it's a bigger game for United than it is for Arsenal, which is a bit of a strange situation to be in, I suppose. But uh, Wenger's putting himself under pressure with his his silly little rants in his press conferences out of nothing out of silly questions about which goalkeeper he's going to play and he's, he seems to be losing the plot about it you know you wonder where it's going to end for him where it's going to end badly you know we all hope it does I suppose I actually disagree I think it's a bigger game for us and Van Gaal to actually see where we are uh, we've had quite an easy start to the season Liverpool was aren't a team that's the worst Liverpool team I've ever seen um, I actually think this is massive test for us let's see where we actually are can we take Arsenal on their own patch I think no win but I think it's a massive test for us um, yeah, I'm glad you're recording this because I agree with Woody. Uh, first time in, in about, <laughs> about about five years. It's a bigger it's a bigger game for us, and I think that I do feel we're going to win. 
and if we do win, I think it just sets a bit of a marker. And I think that we can go on a bit of a bit of a roll. October is a tough month for us, it really is. But you know, at the end of the day, the way we've been playing, and you know, Arsenal are indifferent to, at the best of times. So happy days, and yeah, yeah, we need a win today. Yeah, it's a big game. Probably not as big as Sky will make it out to be, but it's a good test for Van Gaal. He's got an away game against an average side and hopefully he'll prove him right. Even Moy's got a point here, so that tells you everything behind it. Fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps popping up, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I'm with Woody, mate. I think it is a bigger game for United because this is the first time since Ferguson left that we've started to look or even act like potentially being challenges for something and the, you know he's just did, he's just did the nail what was my question yeah I know but I'm going to come to that stop putting it the, uh, I think it's a bigger game for Van Gaal purely because this is where we're going to see his tactics and his setup against another side that is in the sort of top echelon because we haven't played anyone really of any size yet Liverpool is a name we're the biggest club that we've played already this season but as Woody said I think it is the worst Liverpool side that's pitched up at Old Trafford in years so, so yeah I, uh, I agree with you on that one um, any previous memories from trips to Arsenal obviously it's been a happy hunting ground for United particularly since they rocked up here at the Emirates Stadium after the, the move from Ivory which was a fantastic ground to go as an away fan so any uh, any past memories to chat about I've actually I've got loads from Arsenal but I, Ivory did use to be one of my uh, favourite away grounds and uh, I think a couple, one from each ground. The first, uh, I I remember the the key night. I think we won four two in the end, but the fight in the tunnel and all that. We got a text, got a text off uh, one of my cousins in Ireland just before kick off, saying it had gone off in the tunnel. I remember the atmosphere that night, the buzz as the players walked out was just brilliant in the United end, and uh, the always good journeys home. And at the Emirates, uh, the night we won in the Champions League, uh, 3-1. As, as fast a United team since 94 as you ever will say. Just brilliant, brilliant night. Uh, Nani, Ronaldo, the full lot of them. Uh, I'm going to go to Drew here because Drew was there in, I can't remember the year, it was 88 or 89. 88. Yeah, probably a more surreal one, uh, being driven in the back seat of a City fan's BMW as a young kid. Well, not that fucking young, to be honest, but... <laughs> getting tickets off Sandy Busby and having a bag full of ease so <laughs> obviously the game was a bit insignificant after that but that's probably my fondest memory can I just say you got the tickets off Sandy Busby not the ease yeah no the ease came off Matt <laughs> <laughs> the tickets were off Sandy but obviously from a football point of view the semi-final Champions League but that's enough for football yeah, the semi-final was great, but the 4-2 with O'Shea and also the 1-0 when Mark Hughes scored, which put us on our way to winning the league. People forget how big a game that was, to be honest. But yeah, it's normally a good trip here, so hopefully the same again. That semi-final was that one where um, we... Uh, it's been on this podcast before, but fuck it, we'll tell it again. It was, was the one where um, I was in... I, I had to... Where I work, um, I had to be I had to be back in North London at 8am the next morning. And I, uh, I got the coach home, and we got back into Manchester. At, I got, I got back into Manchester at uh, about 3 a.m. And I was on the 5:20 train back to North London. So I went from about two miles away. I was after the semi-final. I went from about two miles away back to um, back to uh, back to Manchester. And then uh, I'd left my car at, um, at the back of Piccadilly station. 
with all my gear in it and all my clothes and all that kind of stuff. So I had a, I had a stand up wash um, with a bottle of mineral water. Um, out, out, uh, it might have been Buxton actually if, we, if we're going to talk brand. But I had a stand up wash. Um, now I was on Travis Street, which is as probably all of you know looking, looking at you, which is where all the prostitutes hang about in the back of Manchester. So I, uh, so I, I was. I was abs- I, I'd stripped down to me to me bollocks um, to get changed for work. Um, so I'm in the red light district, surrounded by brass, and I'm stood there bollock naked, just as this cop, just as this cop van pulls up. So this cop van pulls up, and he, the guy got out and just went, "Look, what's going on here?" And I told him the story, and thankfully he was a dead, and he let me off. Um, but anyway, um, I'm amazed no one's mentioned my favourite ever away trip to Arsenal, which was the six-two. Uh, was anyone there? Drew was there. Jay, oh hang on, Jay, you've not said anything for 20 minutes for obvious reasons. Um, what do you remember about that? Uh, I think it was the first time I'd ever been to Arsenal actually. I was only a kid at the time and uh, obviously Arsenal were a good team then and we, we nobody was expecting us to go and win 6 2 down there. And all I remember is just a good day out and a good a good drink and obviously come, come away with the result. So, you know. It was one of them days where football's good. Did you make it to that one? I did make it to that sorry, one. Yeah. Sorry if you heard any interference there <laughs> from a nice boy. Drew, were you at the 6 2? I did go to that one. That was more of the mundane, one of the more mundane games, to be honest. No real memories other than the football, so <laughs> not much of a fun day out, really. Woody, were you there? Uh, before my bedtime. Though. Before your bedtime. Sai, were you, were you at the 6 2? No, no. I that six two. If you, it was kind of where United hadn't worked out whether the it was like that nineteen early nineteen. Yeah, Mick Phelan was in the side. It was the uh, it was exactly exactly that. But the thing that yeah, we hadn't exactly worked out where what whether we were any good or were we going to be a good side or were we sort of shy still and that came out but if you remember that Arsenal side just didn't let goals in and they won cups and they won trophies and all of a sudden United out of nowhere absolutely smashed them out of sight it was an unbelievable night but it was kind of at the height of everything that was going on in Manchester at the time wasn't it Drew? It certainly was <laughs> So what did you take with you that night? Just alcohol that night yeah. Just alcohol yeah, of course you did. If you remember, it was like it was every, everything was going everything was going off in Manchester musically, wasn't it? And obviously uh, the kit, the acid house, frosty away kit, um, and I remember that that night. No one expected United to win, but I think I think Blackmore scored early doors with a free kick, and then Sharp he got his after. Well, I think Hughes scored the, the second, and then Sharp scored. So I think it was three 0 at half time, or it might have been three one. I can't remember, but. Yeah, it was just it was just a stupendous night out of that. So, Lee yeah. was flying that night. But I mean, but but I think you know we have had some top trips to it. You know, you mentioned winning a European Cup semi final. Um, you know, we've had some good wins here. I, I can't remember the last time we lost it. Um, yeah, someone told me we're unbeaten in twelve in the Premier League against Arsenal. Uh, I'm not saying that till we come back. Uh, I think 2010 was the last time we got beat here, one nil, but. I do think no. I do think no. I'd another win to that today. The fact that you know that worries me. <laughs> um, right, thoughts on today then? Three-one uh, United. Three-one. Two-one. Take it, Martial. Uh, brace. Um, yeah, happy days. Spiros, who's not said a single word yet. Give us a prediction. <laughs> uh, I go for two-one. Two-one. Close. 
United. But yeah, to United, yeah. One all ball draw. Do you know what? I put 3 1 in the predictor, and I've embarrassed myself with predictions on the podcast recently. So I'm, st- I'm saying one thing, and then after the game. Yeah, you embarrass yourself by predicting something, saying something on the podcast, and then claiming completely different <laughs> things. After the game, you know, it's that I said, yeah, that was embarrassing at Southampton. By the way, Neil, uh, somebody just reminded me of something. Um, someone tweeted me after the amount of in Southampton podcast to say that. The guy who talks like Chris Smalling needs to speak up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me that wasn't me, Steve. Well, I've listened to it back, and out of everybody, I think it probably is you. Criticism noted, and uh, <laughs> just see. Uh, uh, big draw today, maybe two or three, all even. Big, big score draw today. 2 1 with United, 80% possession, passing it sideways and backwards. Any chance you could be a bit more specific, Jake? No. <laughs> I'm going to go 2-0 United. I've gone one all on my predictor thing, so I'm going to stick with that because that, uh, that that wouldn't be right to go against that. So Anyway, right, well, uh, we'll uh, I think the general feeling is, is either a draw or a United win. I think the general feeling is, is that we quite like going to the Emirates Stadium because it's a good trip with good memories, but... I think everybody here would rather it was at least 30 quid cheaper. I think that's the general consensus. Uh, cheers for the chat, lads. We'll have a catch-up after the game in the coach park. Um, until then, we'll speak to you later. We're in Tommy Flynn's, which is a pub on Holloway Road near... Uh, near, near I nearly said Ivory then. Near, uh, near the Emirates Stadium. And with... Uh, what's your name, mate? Les. Les. Michael. Les and Michael, who uh, you, uh, Arsenal fans who uh, so were sat in a pub watching the Merseyside derby, so I thought I'd uh, collar them for a couple of minutes. Uh, lads, just interested in your thoughts, really, with regards to, obviously, uh, from where we're standing, Arsenal Wenger seems to be getting quite a bit of stick about the way Arsenal are as a club and stuff, so we're just trying to get a bit of an angle on what the general feeling is amongst the support at, uh, at Arsenal. Yeah, I'm, me personally, I'm generally happy with Arsene Wenger. He's always been a pretty good judge. of what's he, what's going, you know, brilliant manager. So um, I'm happy with him. You know, unless we drop out the top four, I would still, I'd be happy. I think he will come good. So that's my view on him, really. Yeah, basically the same. Um, over the years, you're always going to get a majority, a minority of people that go against him. I'm sure uh, you, you have the same with at Manchester. But yeah, yeah, 100% behind Arsenal all the way. Um, two FA Cup finals. So yeah, it's, a, it's something to build on. Um, the way the Premier is at the moment, it uh, gets harder every year, basically, with all the smaller clubs getting better. Um, even Manchester, again, you've had a few couple of years, like real bad ones, and uh, you've come bouncing back. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all looking good. It just shows you City went off the rails for a couple of days. Look at Chelsea at the moment as well. So uh, it, it's, it's tight. It's very tight at the top now. Um, you go, again, you've got Crystal Palace. Um, you just don't know where, where, where every team's coming from at the moment. But, yeah, everything's, uh, everything's going in the right direction. But um, always room for improvement. What's the general feeling amongst Arsenal fans, though? Because it sounds as if... You know, we, we, we only ever hear like the radio phone-ins and what the press tell us and stuff and you know 
I'm a huge Arsenal, uh, sorry, an Arsenal Wenger fan, and I've got huge respect for Arsenal as a football club. But it does sound as if, particularly after the Olympiacos result in midweek, that people are really starting to turn on him. Yeah, a few people are. I think it's 50 50. The 50 like, like him, and 50% are going, you know, for him. And he, he does need to um, bring in a couple of high-profile high players yeah, and put his money where his mouth is a bit, you know. What were your thoughts on the fact that, you know, in the transfer window, you just didn't sign anybody from an outfield part of you? How did that go down with the support? Well, not very well. But for me personally, I think he will always buy quality if it's available. And um, that is the thing. And the wage structure... If you if we'd have got Benzema, you screw your wage structure right up, and that can create a massive problem. But it could be sooner or later. We'll have to break the wage structure and buy somebody big, Benzema, one of them sort of players. Yeah, again, um, looking at the youth policy, the the youth policy policy um, Arsenal's brought in is fantastic. Um, they're all coming through. Um, Theo, Theo Walcock, he, he, he's, um, he's coming together. It's been a slow process with him, but again, he's coming up more up the front end, so uh, hopefully he'll come up good today. Um, once again, it's a, there's a lot of people that will um, go against Arsenal sometimes when, when the scores are not going right. But again, you can say that about any team. But overall, I think the majority of people back him 100%, basically. So, uh, expectations today then. Obviously, United are in decent form. Five wins, one draw, one defeat. Top of the table. Before yesterday, before City uh, took us over that. What are your expectations today and what would you class as a decent result? Yeah, I've got a feeling Arsenal could... If the Arsenal that can play turn up, we'll win the game. If the Arsenal that don't play well, well then we could struggle, draw, maybe lose it. But I always feel that Man U, the defence isn't as good as when Vidic and Ferdinand were in. I don't think the defence is what it was. If they was in the back, then I'd... But they're not. So I think that gives us a great chance uh, to get something out of this game. So we'll just see, but I've got a feeling we'll get something. Yeah, again, Man City, they were the ones to beat at the beginning of the season. They've had a great start. Um, Manchester United and Arsenal, uh, I think, are coming from, from behind. Uh, United have taken the top spot till yesterday. Um, I think both sides are coming on really well. Um, the only win, really, is uh, for Arsenal today, in my, in my opinion. But I would say that I'm an Arsenal fan. You sound like Alan Davis. The, uh, just one last thing before we go. Whenever we do these podcasts, we always chat up to United fans about what's your best memory of United playing at Arsenal away, whether it be Highbury or at the Emirates. So you can't mention Old Trafford because we know what the answer to that one's going to be. But what are your best memories of Arsenal against United, uh, either at Highbury or here at the Emirates? Uh, I remember it was 90, 1990. We played away at um, Old Trafford and um, we won 4-1 which no we didn't we lost 4-1 that was it and uh, had Neil Webb and you had you had some great players in there but I remember we lost that 4-1 but it was more afterwards we went to Blackpool had a great time brilliant not brilliant brilliant weekend that was even though we lost it was still a great weekend but um, I went and what about your best memories of United against Arsenal here on your patch well We've had a few good games, you know. Generally, 
it's pretty hard to pin any special memory down, to be honest with you. There's been some great games, you know, but uh, it's hard to pin that one down, really. Um, going back as a young lad, all the way back to the 3-2 at Wembley, you know, uh, I was a, young, a very young lad on the settee with my nan and granddad. Best memory for me, that one, you know, 79, I believe. It was 79, yeah, Alan Sunderland last minute. Oh, yeah, Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we were chatting the lads on the coach. Were you, were you in the ground for the 6-2 in the Littlewoods Cup in 1991? No, no, I wasn't. No, no, I missed it. I don't, I don't even remember that game, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you I think the pair of you are lying. Gents, listen, thanks for your time. Uh, good luck today. Not. Uh, thanks for your input. And uh, if you... Uh, if you, uh, oh, we'd, we'd be quite happy if you finish fourth, as long as United the third, second, or first. But cheers for the chat, lads. Right, post game. That was a uh, that was fucking grim, really. Uh, dismal first, however long it was, when Arsenal scored three. I think it was 15 minutes or something like that. And then after that, sod all from United, really. Can't even barely remember an half decent shot on goal. So I'm guessing that as I walk around this coach park and pick up on some of the United fans uh, there'll be a lot of whinging and stuff so uh, no apologies for that that's the way it is so uh, we've, we've had a few decent results away from them this year uh, but this one wasn't great uh, better team won uh, well the better team for 15 minutes anyway after that it was a bit of a non-event so I'm going to have a chin wag with a couple of United fans see what comes out of it Carl United we stand podcast thoughts on the game uh, it's terrible first 20 minutes just didn't do anything do you know what? It's just a bad performance all day round. Really bad, really bad, really bad. But we'll come again. We're United. Lewis, see it coming, couldn't you? It was like Southampton last week. Well, not last week, but a few weeks ago. They could have been freeing a lot, but, you know. I reckon, I reckon then I didn't been coming for United no, for a little while. I agree you? with you. Like Southampton, they could have been freeing a lot. That pillar at the post, still 1-0, wasn't it? Then we scored, the Marshall scored. Andy, how are you? Quick word for the podcast. That was shite, wasn't it? Fucking terrible. It was nice outside, though, to be fair. <laughs> what do you mean? It was nice outside. What, as in the mean? weather? Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> like no one gets let in. Yeah. Man, there you go, mate. <laughs> Pete, quick word for the podcast, United We Stand. What are your thoughts on the game? Salford. Salford, then. Van Gaal needs fucking sacking, mate. It's fucking shite. Sorry, I've got nothing else. Tony Valencia should have started, even though he's a cunt. Van Gaal, Van Gaal's shite. How are you, Mick? Quick, quick word for the United We Stand podcast. Any thoughts on that? Don't know. I tell you, I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you. You're going to say something that we won't, uh, we won't, we won't be able to put out live on air. Not a chance. Uh, right. I'm walking down. At it. All right, Faz. You okay? All right, lads. How are you? Uh, quick word for the United We Stand podcast. What are your thoughts? Terrible. Yeah. We're gutted. Shocked. Gutted. What are you shocked about? We didn't win. Yeah, they were awful oh. in the first half. Really, awful. really bad. United. Yeah, it's all this sideways United passing and passing back. It's like watching tennis, isn't it? Yes, how, it how is. How are we going to score goals if we don't go forward? Hang on. So, hang on. Score? Let me just. When was your first game at United? About 1950. 1950. What? <laughs> Six or seven. 1956. <laughs> me so. 56. So. Um, where does that rank in terms of bad performances? You must have seen much worse than that. Oh, I don't know. Well, oh, well, well that yes. takes 
I think that tastes the biscuit. I can't remember that yeah. far back, but yeah. it, it was good in those days, actually. Yes, That's because you've been drinking gin and Malibu and all that kind of stuff. No, we haven't. We haven't had anything. I've seen your holy water on the coach. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, don't believe a word those two say. Rum as fuck. Fred, how are you, mate? Quick word for the United We Stand podcast. What are your thoughts on the game? Bobo. That'll do. Serious. Honest, honest to God. First 20 minutes, we were bollocks. After that, we weren't even much better. I agree with you. Didn't even have a shot, if I remember rightly. No, I can't remember that. My send me to you. Safe trip on, mate. Take care. Fella. See you, bud. Tara. Everyone's in a really bad mood. Uh, there's not even a lot of people hanging around here at the coach park, so hang on. I'm going to jump on. This coach isn't mine, but I'm going to jump on it and see if anyone's on here who's got an, uh, an opinion. Uh, it's an empty coach, actually. Bear with me. We're going to find some United fans. All right, here we go. I know someone here who's, uh, who's got an opinion. It's Tony O'Neill's coach. That's bound to be full of people who are ranting and whinging and God knows whatever else. Here we go. Quick word for United Stand podcast. Thoughts on the match? Shite. <laughs> Great words. I can't comment. I didn't go in. Sold my ticket. You watch it on the telly? No, no. You didn't say anything. You lucky bastard. <laughs> Melissa, how are you? Yeah, Quick word for United We Stand podcast. What do you think of that? Bag of shite. Bag of shite. Wasn't great, was it? No, not brilliant. Right, if they just stop passing sideways and attack, 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 we've got a better fucking chance in it. But if we you don't do that, we're not fucking United and we're not going nowhere. That's You're it. The third person to say that. The other two people who said it were in their eighties. It won't get broadcast. This. You might as well have given all the Lord of Mitsubishi's five grams of Chang and played me there instead. Utter crap. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, are you? Yeah. Quick word for the United We Stand podcast. What were your thoughts on the game? Just say something. We were shit. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Everyone's in a Everyone's in a seriously wound up mood. Let me go and find someone who's got something to say here. Quick word for the United We Stand podcast, Jens. Thoughts on the match? Uh, we were shots, basically. Do you know what? Everyone said that. Yeah. We're not Can you, um, any chance you, uh, was there a single positive to take from that game? That's a difficult one, to be fair. Hang on. Not many. Hang on, I've just heard a positive here. Schweinsteiger. He played well, didn't yeah, he? Brilliant midfielder. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. What do you reckon United need to do different? Uh, get another striker, get another world-class defender, and I think we'll be all right. But we just we were naive, got caught out too early on, and, and we just didn't didn't get back into the game, did we? Didn't hit them hard enough, and should have brought Wilson on earlier. So, what can you do? Um, are you of the view that um, United, after 20 minutes, played reasonably all right? Because I've had that said to me a couple of times. But we we played well with possession, but we didn't do enough up front. We didn't create enough chances. We didn't, you know, we didn't have enough shots on goal. And if we had done, I think if we'd have got a goal with half an hour left, we might have rattled them. But we didn't do it, did we? Safe trip back, mate. Oh, yeah, Woody, Woody, Woody. Uh, I can't remember what you said, but. Yeah. I don't think it's relevant actually. Uh, thoughts? Mm, I think I did say 3 1 United. I think that's possibly <laughs> the worst performance I've seen Pulse Ferguson. Um, just where do, you, where do you start? I mean, attacking wise, you're just a non threat. The first 10 minutes absolutely killed it stone dead. Ah. The first 10 minutes actually kills it stone dead. I mean, 
it's shoddy defending. It's painful to watch, really, in it from away, and then it's probably the worst away event I've ever been involved in. On the pitch. Uh, on and off the pitch that's the worst away I've ever seen I know but we're going to make up for it now aren't we we're going to get absolutely yeah. uh, no drinking hey, hey, but hey, Mark hey. Oh, it's dire wasn't it awful not seen us play that bad since, 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 since Everton Jake come here Jake come here shouting Jake you can't be walking around here shouting David Moyes because hey. at least he got a point here <laughs> that's all I've got to say thoughts uh, thoughts I thought Darmin was absolutely awful, letting the full, but letting the player cut inside you three times. But other than that, what a good day! Football, I hate football. Get how are you? How are you? <laughs> how are you, mate? All right. Right. Who else can I grab? Thoughts on the match, Pedros? Shocking, terrible. What words can't describe it? Any just... positives? Uh, no. So no. I, uh, I'm just hoping Arsene Wenger uh, gets his hard drive out so we can uh, celebrate something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, yeah. Uh, where's? Uh, I'm not going to Mike because he only said one word last time. Where's Rick? Rick, thoughts, mate? It's awful, wasn't it, mate? It was. I've, to be honest, I thought it was quite a naive team selection away at Arsenal. I think you've got to get through the first 20 minutes, haven't you? And I think until they stop playing. Full, uh, wingers at fullback, and I don't know. I just, I just thought it was a strange team selection today. I thought you'd have brought brought a centre half in and put Blint at left back, you know. And this, I mean, everyone's on Rooney's back. He was awful again. But to be honest, you got to look at the central midfield. I mean, Schweinsteiger and Carrick were awful today. They just didn't have the ball in the first half hour. I'm with you on um, the Carrick situation. I thought Schweinsteiger did alright, but I don't think he did a lot with it. But you know, but I thought, I, I think. <laughs> I thought I, I think Carrick's starting to fall into the same category that Rooney is which is maybe he's been around for a long time and he's starting to look a little bit past it yes yeah, it's, it's hard isn't it because he's been he's been the mainstay of our team for a long time but um, I don't know maybe today was a game when you sacrifice Summit and play the three of them play Schneiderlin as well you know get through that first half but he's you know he's stuck with the, the thing is isn't it, they've not got the options attacking wise so he's played Memphis he's played Martial and it's it's a tough game Arsenal away isn't it I'm not sure Ferguson you know when we had a better squad would have played you know that, that sort of lineup. but do you know what I'll tell you what bugged me a bit was I can live with the 3-0 and the three goals in 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever it was because that happens but it's what happened after that that wound me up and I just thought United played as if it was still 0-0 and I thought that was shocking yeah you've got to, you've got to like manage the game haven't you and you know when that second one went in You've got to get to half time at two and give yourself some kind of chance in the game, but they just didn't they didn't try to show up sharp, did they? And I mean, you know, two of the goals were fantastic finishes. The first one was a great little flick on it and the third one was a good finish, but they just they were they just weren't close enough to him at any time, were they? And nah, it's just it was just poor from start to finish. But the worst thing about the old day was our end today. I was do you know what I was ashamed to be in that end today. I thought it was shocking. In terms of the support and the away end. Yeah, there was there was more fighting in our end than there was on the pitch and it was just just moaning from start to finish yeah it was awful it was rubbish football we didn't play well but do you know what we've had a lot of good times and you've got to you know you've got to deal with that and you know yeah Rooney's having an absolute stinker at the minute but it's not going to do any good criticising him for the first three goals that go in he won't play in him he's not, he's not the only person playing bad at the football club no is, is he heck and I just thought you know Today, a lot of regulars didn't get tickets. It was a nightmare ticket to get, and it was clearly reflected in our end today. And I thought, I thought it was a shambles off the pitch as well as on it. Yeah. 
Couldn't agree with you more, mate. Uh, cheers, Rick. Hi, mate. Quick word for the podcast. Thoughts on the match? I'm gutted, pal. Gutted, gutted. What are you gutted about? I'm gutted because I... Or no, did, did I'm gutted because I thought our captain didn't lead us. Absolutely gutted. In what way? I don't think he was a leader. There was no leadership out there. So, would you give the captaincy to someone else? No, I might not play him next game. There's a lot of people saying that Rooney should be dropped and, you know, his performance today wasn't great, but he was, you know, at the end of the day, he wasn't the only person on that pitch who had a bad game, was he? No, he wasn't. There's was a lot of people out there who had an awful game. Anyone who you thought had a good game? I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Apart from any of the Arsenal players in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I actually thought for the, for the last 60 minutes of that game, it was shit from both sides. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. But then when you're 3 up, you can do what the fuck you want, can't you? They just dictated the game. They let yeah. us have it where we wanted it. Yeah, indeed. All right, mate. Safe trip back, yeah? yeah. I'm going to have a quick chat with Neil. Neil, thoughts, mate? <laughs> Not good, that, mate, was it? You can swear. It won't get edited. You can call whoever you want a twat or whatever you want. <laughs> Didn't get out of the blocks, did they? No. Well, Arsenal did. Yeah, well, yeah. I just think that... Um, I just think it showed it up for what we are. Not very good. I hate to say it, but got found out big time. I think we got found out big yeah. time, and I think we flattered to deceive all season. And yeah. you know, a great, it's great being five wins, one draw, one defeat, and all stuff. But I think that's a proper grounder tonight. Well, you start playing against a good team, and you get found out like that in the first well, twenty minutes. Have we played anyone that's remotely half decent this season? Because I don't think we have. Well, we played Liverpool, but they're shit as well. Liverpool are shocking. Yeah. You can't bring them into the category know, of a top top flight team. The way they're playing, you know, yeah. they're a top flight club, but they're not a top. They, they haven't played well enough. Long hard season. He looks long hard. Look at himself. He sacked his role wrong again today. He should have played five in midfield for me today. But, you know, I thought that. Even at three down, and I can, you know, and I've said it to someone else before, it's not great going down three 0 but it happens, and you know, it's what we did after that that wound me up. Well, I actually thought second half weren't too bad, but we lost. But we didn't have a fucking shot or create create anything. We had a bit of the ball, but we didn't get anywhere near it the first half, did we? But in the first three minutes, the game was won in the first three minutes for them. But absolutely. Anyway, right, are we going to go and get smashed? <laughs> Right, I can't, I can't be asked listening to the same sort of stuff from everyone. Everyone's in a bad mood, so what we're going to do is uh, we're just going to write this one off. Uh, Arsenal deserved a win. United did deserve fuck all, but uh, in true Manchester United style, we're uh, we're going to go and head off home on the coaches. We're going to have a bit of fun. Uh, we'll probably get back into Manchester around eleven, maybe twelve o'clock, um, but uh, and pay a heavy price for it in the morning. But that's what going away is all about, watching United. You've got to take the rough with the smooth and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we'll have a... See you later, mate. Cheers, mate. We'll have a, we'll have a podcast from the next home game. Uh, I've no idea where... <laughs> no idea when that is. And I've no idea when the next away one is as well. I think it's Everton. So we'll definitely do one after that and then one after the uh, next home game. Uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And also, thanks for all the podcast feedback and the downloads you've been giving us. It means a lot. Um, and we'll see you next time. Cheers.